Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Toddcast. Um, switching things up a little bit today. Um, instead of driving to work, brace yourselves, I'm driving from work to home. So, that may affect our duration. Um, it may impact the noises you might hear, um, as traffic patterns are slightly different at that point in the day. Um, going to work, we're going from the suburbs into the big city, um, this is clearly the reverse, um, and traffic can be a little bit extra fun, so hopefully I'll be able to keep the, the road rage and the, the swearing at random idiots to a minimum, but, uh, hey, no guarantees. Um, speaking of swearing at random idiots, uh, alert to everyone, you know, as previously mentioned and as this podcast is marked as explicit, uh, beware of potty mouth. Because that's a thing that, that happens. Potty mouth is real. Uh, you can in, enjoy plenty of it here as time goes by. Um, I'll also go ahead and throw out that I am very well aware that my speech is regularly punctuated with uhs and ums. I'm all kinds of aware of that. I am working on it. It's not a great thing uh, when you're working in the the audio field as I now find myself, and I'm working, you know, I'm trying to minimize that, but it is a pattern. You will notice it is, in fact, a thing. So, um, yeah, that's really all I have to say about that. There's, there's not really anything I can do about it. Not really anything you can do for me about it, I don't think. Uh, I've known about it for quite some time. Part of my uh, work is to provide training and, you know, as a manager, have team meetings and so forth and provide presentations. And trust me, my team has done an excellent job of, you know, keeping tally marks on a little sheet of paper as I present to keep track of the ums and give me a running total at the end of any presentation of any real duration. So, yeah, well aware of it. Not not real sure what there is to be done there. I'm sure there are techniques and such, but I just haven't really been bothered to do anything with it yet. I'll I'll maybe look into it. We'll we'll see how things go. Um throw a couple other tidbits here off the top. Uh I have just this afternoon uh, created an email for this podcast if you want to uh reach out and touch me. It is uh Toddcastpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh T O D C-A-S-T, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, uh, even though my name is spelled with two Ds, uh, I called this thing Toddcast with one D, so as to better mirror podcast, uh, and I just went ahead and carried that over to, to the email, uh, tried just Toddcast, that was taken, tried Toddcast with two Ds, that was taken, I tried the Toddcast both ways, that was taken, and finally said, you know what, we're just going to go for uh, redundancy and go with Toddcast Podcast. So that that's where we got. Uh, the other thing I'll throw out is, you know, since I went ahead and did that, because Gmails are free, you know what else is free? That's right, Twitters. So created that. Um, interesting footnote. I don't know if it's because I did it on my phone or if that's just how this works. But uh went to create the thing and, you know, it asked for my email, you know, other pertinent information like that. I don't recall it ever giving me a spot to pick what my name would be. You know, the whole at 
whatever the Twitter does. Uh, it seemed to have created itself, and so in a weird twist of let's just do everything backwards, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at CastTod, C-A-S-T-T-O-D, which works. I mean, it's got all the elements in there. They're just, you know, a little reversed. So, you know, if you go right now, which would be really weird because I just made it today. No one's known about it, and I'm just making this, uh, you know, announcement now on a recording that isn't live to the world. But if by some chance you happen upon a time machine and can go check that out right now, it is bare-ass blank because I've created it on a smoke break at work and therefore haven't populated it. Um, but I intend to, you know, announce episodes on there. And, again, also useful. If, if anybody out there listening has any sort of questions or comments or queries or anything that they want to throw my way, anything you want to hear me ramble on about whilst I'm, you know, in a state of transport, uh, go ahead and throw that to me there on the old, the old tweeters, and uh, we'll see what we can do to make that happen for you. Um, I fully expect uh, various members of my family to, to chime in, um, both with their real and, you know, made-up accounts, and I'm cool with that. I will chat about pretty much what whatever. Uh, I'll tell you right now, let's not, uh, let's not bother requesting anything that is seriously topical, um, or overly political, because that's not really my jam. I've got, I've got feelings and opinions, and I'm happy to share them with people in person if I know you. I'm not real keen on just shouting out to the world at, at large with what I've got on my mind, because a, I don't know that that's really helpful to anybody, and B, I don't know that anyone really wants to hear me going on and on about that without having asked personally for that information. So just don't expect me to go there. Don't bother asking because that's not a conversation I'm, I'm likely to have uh, here on the cast. Uh, do not yet have a website for the, for the cast. Um, again... WordPress sites are cheap as free, uh, and that may happen. Um, haven't done it yet. Um, if you do find yourself in front of, you know, a computer box or smartphone or tablet or whatever and just feel the need to, you know, you know what, I need to get to a website that, that Todd is at the helm of because I just need to see his stuff, uh, I do have an option for you. It's not keyed directly to the podcast. Um, it is my, my game blog. Uh, it's called Havelina's Game Closet. Maybe someday we'll talk about why it's called that. Um, but uh, you can get there uh, by going to mygamecloset.wordpress.com. It's spelled exactly like you would think, uh, so I'm not going to spell it out now. Um, but you can go there. You know, I'm I'm all up for you know some extra hits, a uh, little little bit of escalation on the site counter there. I I can get behind that. Um, it's me talking about games of various types. There's a whole bunch of uh, D&D content on there. I just put a couple things up about uh, War Machine and Hordes, which I'm sure you'll hear me talk about on the cast at some point. Uh, as well as, you know, other normal games. If you uh, are curious how to play Cribbage, for example, I've got a, I've got a nice little here's how you do it on there. Um, like I said, it's, it's sort of focused on the gaming front, but if you're interested, you should uh, check that out. Um, and I think at this point I'm done with the shameless self-promotion. 
uh, and I will go on to, you know, actual topics of discussion for me to go through. Uh, at the top of the last cast, I kind of mentioned that, you know, I had intended to talk about music, and then I got all sidetracked by the, uh, the sailor talk, so, you know, want to, want to get back to that, uh, basically a thing that occurred to me the other, uh, the other day that, uh, and I've lamented on for, for some time now, is that, um, rock and roll, it's, it, it, it's not necessarily dead, but it, it sure seemed to be on life support. Um, for the bulk of my life, I've, I've enjoyed the rock and roll, uh, in, in a variety of different forms, and I'd say over the past, I don't know, decade or so, with the, with the advent of digital media, I, I've kind of gotten away from, from listening to the radio, um, it's, it's not really my thing, all the commercials and, you know, the DJs are doing what the DJs do. I, I don't want to talk smack because, you know, everybody's got to earn a living and, you know, they're they're not bad people. They're not doing bad things. It's just I'm not necessarily keen on listening to what they have to say all the time. Normally when I'm, you know, in the car and wanting to listen to a thing and I'm listening to the radio, I, I want to hear music. I'm not necessarily keen on that being interrupted constantly by ads and, and somebody talking about random stuff. Which is odd when you consider that most of the time when I'm in the car, I'm not actually listening to music. I'm listening to other podcasts, which are exactly people talking about random stuff. Uh, or audiobooks, which is people talking about specific stuff. Uh, you know, if it's nonfiction or telling a story if it's uh, fiction. I don't like to mix the two. I guess that's where it comes down. I, I You know, I want to hear, either hear somebody talk or I want to hear music. I, I don't want them thrown in the blender and you know, chucked all over me all at once. So, moral of that story being, about a decade or so ago, I, I, I really stopped listening to the radio. Uh, which, for decades, is how people discovered, you know, new music. You know, if you want to know what's new out there, you listen to the radio. Or you knew somebody who, you know, was into music and they'd make suggestions and, and stuff, and, you know, that worked. But largely, you know, it's a, it's a lot of radio is how you get to your new stuff. So I'd sort of cut myself off from that, uh, admittedly, you know, did that to myself, but I haven't really listened to the radio much. Uh, I've got, you know, a pretty extensive uh, collection of CDs that I ripped down to MP3s and um, a variety of other methods by which I've acquired music, which maybe I'll get into later if this ride goes on for long enough. Uh, but not don't really have a whole lot of exposure to to new stuff just kind of listen to what I've got and like I said because I've got so much of it um it really wasn't a problem you know if I was in the mood for some some good old fashioned classic rock I've I've got everything Zeppelin ever put out everything the Doors produced as long as Jim Morrison was alive uh you know I can make that happen without hearing the same song twice in the in the same you know probably two day period uh, you know, if I wanted to go a little harder, I've got everything Nine Inch Nails ever put out. You know, most of the Marilyn Manson stuff. I can, you know, kick on the Pantera disc that I've got, whatever. You know, if I wanted to, you know, go a different direction, you know, I've got Harry Connick Jr. I've got Tori Amos. I've got, you know, Struns and Farrow, which if you're not familiar with them, let me tell you, that's fantastic stuff. Look that up. Um, it's, uh, 
basically a guy who who does um boy um I'm not sure of exactly where he's from he is latino I want to say mexican but I don't want to be wrong and he's he's he plays that style of guitar uh and the other guy is a um man of middle eastern descent who plays that style of guitar and when they play together it is fantastic um so if you ever get a chance, Strunz and Farah, I want to say it's S-T-R-U-N-Z and Farah, F-A-R-A-H. Look them up. Good stuff. Anyway, point being, I've got plenty of music to go through. Wasn't really concerned with finding new stuff. Um, but as time goes by, and like I said, it's been about a decade, it's like, you know, I don't have anything new. I should, you know, I'm curious to see what's out there. Uh, and one of the avenues by which I tried to, you know, make that happen, um, I got an Amazon Prime membership, because you know, most people do nowadays, and you've got Amazon Music, and you can listen to stuff. You know, you can put in a thing, and it'll, kind of like Pandora, where it'll, you know, kick out stuff that's related, and you can listen to it, and kind of discover new stuff that way, um, which was nice. Uh, Pandora, as I mentioned, is another avenue for that, but it just seemed like, you know, when I went to kick on the radio again, it's all pop or rap or, like, it's nothing that I would consider rock and roll. Like, you get on the rock stations and it's classic rock or what they shudderingly now refer to as classic rock because I'm old enough to where they now consider, you know, Guns N' Roses and Alice in Chains to be classic rock, which... Bothers me a little bit, but I'm not going to get too deep into that right now. Um, which kind of brought me to the, re- the the thought that, you know, they just don't... Do they just not do the rock and roll anymore? Is is rock dead? What What's going on there? Um, and I'm not going to get into whether or not rock, rock is dead. I know that there are bands out there that play rock music. Um, I just haven't heard much of their stuff, again, due to the way in which I listen. But more to my point is that I don't, I'm not as concerned as I once was, because my kind of concern for, you know, rock dying was a, but I want to still be able to get new music, and if no one's putting out new music, I'm stuck with what I've got. Well, that's not entirely true either, which is very, very good for me, (laughs) Um, because what I found is that, you know, you, you, you go into Amazon Music and you set it to play, you know, whatever playlist they've put together for, you know, classic rock, and there is still a whole world of music out there that I don't yet have, um, and yes, you're going to hear the stuff that, you know, gets heavy radio play, but, what you can then do is go, oh, you know, I've heard, for example, Cream. You know, you've got Tales of Brave Ulysses. You've got uh, White Room. You know, the stuff you, you've always heard. But, you know, those songs came off of albums that you can then acquire and listen to the whole album. And there are some awesome songs on those that you've never heard before because they're not on the radio, but they are still quality music. Um, 
I use Cream as an example because I recently got several of their albums and am, you know, working towards listening to them uh, so that I, you know, am familiar with more than just the quote-unquote radio hits. And it's it, it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's good stuff. Um, footnote. Eh, pre-footnote, let's, let's actually close that chain of, that thread of conversation. Um, Rock's not dead. Uh, it, it's just hiding where I wasn't looking for it, and I'm all good now, so that's where that is, and now we'll flip into the footnote, so all this time, I've enjoyed me some music, and I've I've enjoyed Black Sabbath for decades, Uh, I remember uh, when I was in high school, uh, when I first started to get, you know, back into rock and classic rock, um, you know, the, the the stuff you hear on the radio I was familiar with, and, and my big thing back then uh, was, you know, I had a Walkman, I'm going to slap a, de- a tape into the Walkman, and I'm going to go on a super long walk and jam out and just be away from the stress of school or home life or whatever, um, whatever, that was, that was what I did. Uh, so I was always on the prowl for cassettes, um... And probably in what is, you know, one of my less proud moments, yeah, I'll I'll cop to having absolutely shoplifted Black Sabbath Black Sabbath album on cassette from I don't know the local Big Lots or something. I don't know. I had sticky fingers as a youngster. Um, that's a whole other story. But uh, you know, listen to the album. It's all solid. Started you know getting every bit of it I could, and somehow. I got it into my head, because I knew Black Sabbath, you know, Ozzy and the crew, you know, is how that started, and I knew at some point Ozzy went solo, but Black Sabbath continued. I'm not really sure how I got to that this place in my head, but I figured, well, Sabbath without, without Ozzy is useless, so I'm just going to get the albums that have Ozzy on it and stop there. And also, somehow got it into my head that Sabotage was the last Black Sabbath album that had Ozzy, uh, and it wasn't until recently I was tooling around on Wikipedia or something and checking it out, and come to find out he was actually with them for at least a couple other discs, um, and so recently picked up Technical Ecstasy and uh, Never Say Die, uh, listened to him for the first time ever this week, and you know, they're, they're pretty solid. Would I say they're the best Sabbath albums? Not necessarily. I, I tend to like the older stuff, but it's solid. It's 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 definitely good stuff. Um, and it just kind of blew my mind that I had that sort of blind spot for so long. Um, and I'm glad I've I've rectified that. Uh, other fun footnote. Um, you know the Beatles. Maybe you've heard of them. They they kind of started a a major you know movement kind of got rock and roll kick-started in the country with the whole British invasion thing from back and whatever. Uh, You'd think you're a guy like me with, you know, roots in classic rock in terms of what I enjoy and, you know, being a fan of that for so long would be like, oh, yeah, the Beatles, yeah, I know all about them. Yeah, I pretty much discovered the Beatles for real uh, about a year ago. Like, I knew of the Beatles, obviously. I've heard the Beatles. I'm not, you know, living under a rock or anything. Uh, and I had Sgt. Pepper's, because 
I'm not sure how you can live on this earth without having Sergeant Peppers. It, it doesn't seem like the kind, any kind of life I would want to lead. Uh, but never really branched out in any of the rest of it. Like most of the other stuff that would come to mind was, was the older, you know, I want to hold your hand early stuff, and that just wasn't something I was terribly interested in. Um, and one day I was like, you know what? I'm 40 years old, and I've not heard everything from the Beatles. I should do that. The, the Beatles kick ass, which is not news. Everybody knows this. Uh, this is not new information. But it, it, it was a new realization in terms of how much they kicked ass. Um, that I'm still kind of fresh to. Um, just good, good stuff. And I'll, I'll stop railing on about what everyone already knows. But if by some freak chance there are folks out there that, you know, like me, knew, obviously know the Beatles exist and know that they had major impact, you know, on rock and roll history, but have not yet actually gone and listened to all of their stuff, do yourself a damn favor and go make that happen. Um, it's real easy to do. Uh, it's out there all over the place, but you, you need to you need to do that. It's, it's in your best interest. Um, I think the other thing that I was wanting to talk about while I was on the topic of music is, you know, how to get music. Uh, nowadays, everybody just gets on Spotify or Pandora or, or goes to iTunes and buys it that way. And it sure is convenient. It it sure is nifty. Um, thank you, person eight cars over, for rocking your bass so hard it made show up in the podcast. Um, for those of you listening, I apologize. Maybe you don't hear it. I find it a little annoying. I'm in a red light and can't escape it. So hopefully we can all just work through that. Um, but having a decent collection of music and getting exposure to new music doesn't have to cost you much, if anything. Um, the local library has more music than you would ever even know what to do with. You just need to get a card and, and go look into it. Um, anytime I am exposed to, you know, new music, my first stop is, well, let's, let's see if the library's got that. And if they, if they do go grab it, if they do, but it's not in, put it on reserve. Uh, you know, because you can get it and you can get the CD and you can listen to it and it doesn't cost you a dime. Now, that said, um, I am also a very big fan of, you know, supporting artists and making sure that, you know, they're able to make a living. Uh, you know, everyone thinks rock stars just, just are living the life, and that may be true, but that's because they've worked hard to get there to one degree or another, and how they pay those bills is, you know, selling their music. So, yeah, I'll go to the library and get, get some CDs and listen to it. But if it's stuff I like, I'm buying that stuff, you know, on iTunes these days. But, you know, I, I previously would be like, oh, this is good. I'm going to go buy this CD now. Um, so just keep that in mind. You've got you've got options for, for, you know, ways to acquire the tunes without, you know, necessarily spending a, a boatload because... While I'm all in favor of, you know, supporting the artists and making sure they get paid, 
there have been plenty of CDs I've checked out from the library, and it's like, oh, yeah, they have this one song I'm familiar with from the radio, and you listen to the rest of the album, and it's like, yep, there's a reason you only know about this one song from the radio, and it's because the rest of them are all meh at best. Um, and I don't know about y'all, but cases where I've spent, you know, ten, twenty dollars on an album to find out, oh, I could have just gotten that one song for ninety nine cents off of iTunes and called it good. I just pissed away, you know, eight to nineteen dollars. That's not a fun feeling. Um and this kinda helps prevent that. So, um should check into that. Um but, you know, as far as music goes, I've got what you'd call eclectic tastes. I mean, the mainstay is is the rock and roll. And I would say of that, the lion's share of it would be what you'd consider classic rock. Like I said, The Doors, Zeppelin, Sabbath, The Who, The Guess Who, Steppenwolf. You know, these are folks I'm super into and enjoy. Uh, as time goes by, and I find that there's, you know, a whole lot of other stuff that's in that same general genre that I just haven't had exposure to. That That's an ever-widening uh, collection I've got going there. Um, I was born in 75. I, you know, when I first discovered music as a thing that I could select and listen to for myself, other than just stuff that my parents had on, uh, was in the 80s, so I've got a soft place in my heart for the the 80s music, uh, specifically the early 80s music, the, the new wave uh, kind of stuff. Um, really, really enjoy that. Um, it's amazing how many one-hit wonders there were out there um, to where um, I want to say my collection of 80s music, um, I kind of compiled compiled down to, uh, they're not really mixtapes because it's all digital, and they're not really on CDs, but I kind of put them together into playlists, which I then hacked the iTunes metadata to treat them like CDs, and there's probably like 11 CDs worth of that, just in, like, I don't think I've got more than four songs by the same artist on any of those for a lot of them. There's, there's a lot of stuff out there. Um, that's definitely very different from classic rock, but is still something that I, I enjoy because that's that's when I grew up. That's when I was a youngin' um, and kind of discovering music. Um, as I got older, um, there was a fun period, um, sort of mid eight, mid to late 80s, where I got uh, what could best be described as super into Jesus um, and bought into all of the rock and roll is evil and backmasking talk and all of that stuff. And so kind of dropped the rock, uh, the rock thing for a while. Um, interestingly enough, I replaced that with Christian... Death metal is basically what it would amount to. I mean, it, it was everything you would think of for, you know, screamo music and death metal, except the lyrics were all about, you know, Jesus. You couldn't really make out any lyrics because it was, you know, death metal. But 
Um, it was it, they, they were Jesus based, which my morality at the time found to be acceptable. Um, also, it was around that point where Mom took a pretty hard stand on you know rock is the devil's music and you're not allowed to listen to it, uh, which made for some interesting things because I'd come home with you know the latest uh, shoot what I have Tourniquet I believe was one of the bands. Um, and would try to be like, no, Mom, this is Christian. And she'd be like, uh, what are you talking about? And I would show her the liner notes where it was talking about, you know, God and how awesome he was. And that was fine. Like, it didn't matter that it was death metal and you couldn't make out anything they were saying. The liner notes said it was about Jesus, and that made it okay. Still don't understand the logic there, but I wasn't going to argue. I was able to, you know, listen to some tunes. Um snapped out of that phase, and that's pretty much when I found classic rock. Um, it was hilarious because I was hanging out at my friend's Ron's, Ron's house playing D&D, and he had, you know, a, a cassette playing, and I'm like, oh, what's this? And he's like, oh, this is Led Zeppelin. I'm like, this is awesome. Is this is this, is this the one that has Stairway to Heaven on it? Because I'd heard about Stairway to Heaven, um, mainly in the context of the whole rock is evil and Stairway to Heaven is the penultimate devil song. Uh, and so I'm asking him, is this the one with, you know, Stairway to Heaven on it? And he looks at me like my head is made of cabbage, and he's like, we're currently listening to Stairway to Heaven, you dumbass. Um, which I always think back on with, you know, fond fond memories. Uh, but that got me rolling on the classic rock. Uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say that that wasn't influenced uh, by my dad. Dad was a drummer. Um, he had a wicked, crazy, insane record collection from back in the day. Um, yeah, I'd be lying if I said that that didn't have some role in that. But I, you know, outside of Dad liking it, I really enjoyed it also. Um, you know, that kind of sustained me through. I also, you know, at that point, my teen years was when grunge happened. So also really got into Alice in Chains and Nirvana and Soundgarden and, you know, Faith No More and all the, you know, alternative music from the day. Uh, enjoyed that. Uh, went to the Navy and met up with my uh, my friend Kenny. He was a big punk guy, so I got to listen to some of that and really enjoyed the heck out of it. So, big fan of No Effects, Rancid. Uh, that's where I discovered the Dance Hall Crashers, uh, if you're into a more ska flavor. Uh, sort of thing. Um, got out of the Navy, went to Florida, got a little bit into some, some harder stuff and enjoyed, you know, corn and Pantera and some of those things. Um, that's also where I started my first dalliances with rap. Never been a big rap guy, but there is some out there that I can get behind. Um, I guess to take a step and a half back to high school era Todd, that's where I discovered Tori Amos. Uh, when I was in college is when I discovered Harry Connick Jr. Um, just a whole gamut of different musical things um, that I enjoy and am pretty happy to talk about and share um, whenever the situation arises. So if we're ever chatting and you want to talk music, let me know. I can, I can hook you right up. Um, I just pulled into my parking spot at home, and uh, there are two key things that need to happen right now. Um, one is I need to go in and uh, kiss my wife because that's important to me. That's that's how the evening starts, 
and how you uh, start the weekend. Uh, and number two is I need a cigarette. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and sign off now. Um, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you uh, enjoyed this and want to continue to enjoy it, by all means, subscribe through whatever it is you're currently listening to this on. Uh, if you want to tweet or email things at me, go right ahead. I'm not going to say all that again. You can just rewind to the beginning of the episode and listen to that piece, and it'll give you all the information you need. Uh, that said, thanks, everybody. Uh, have yourselves a good one, and um, I will chat at you again at some point in the future. Thank you. And that's it.